You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Now Safiya comes to Medina, a new chapter in her life, beautiful time with the Prophet, a man of character, a man of nobility, but some of the Prophet's wives gave her a hard time. I'll share with you some hadiths. So one uh, source states that once the Prophet entered the room of Safiya to see her, he saw her crying. He asked her, why are you crying? She says, two of your wives are mocking me and ridiculing me and they're telling me that they are superior because they're your relatives, they come from your tribe, those two wives and I am from a Jewish tribe. So they're giving me a hard time. The Prophet said, I'll teach you what to tell those two wives. Tell them how can you two wives be better than me? when my great-grandfather is Harun and Musa السلام, is my great-uncle and Rasulullah is my husband. So my husband is a prophet, my grandfather is a prophet, my great-uncle is a prophet. How can you be better than me? Because remember we talked about Bani Nadir, they come from the lineage of Harun, from uh, the lineage of Lawi, the son of Yaqub So she comes from that noble lineage. So this is one hadith. Another hadith gives us names, now this is vague, two wives of the Prophet, we can identify who that is but there's a hadith that Tirmidhi narrates and he says it's a Sahih hadith. This hadith is from Anas ibn Malik, he says Safiya heard that Hafsa, the wife of the Prophet and the daughter of Umar ibn al-Khattab was calling Safiya names, Hafsa was saying Bint Yahudi, you are the daughter of a Jew, Hafsa is insulting Safiya, فبكت. she started to cry. So the Prophet came to see her, he told him, he told her, Safiya why are you crying? She said, Hafsa keeps calling me this, the daughter of a Jew in a, in a derogatory way and this is hurting me. So the Prophet says, you are the daughter of a Prophet, your uncle was a prophet and now you're the wife of the prophet. What's the matter with, with Hafsa? Why is she saying that? And then the prophet said, Ittaqillaha ya Hafsa. Hafsa fear Allah, stop saying this. So this is a Sunni hadith narrated by Tirmidhi and he says this is a Sahih hadith. Here's another hadith which Al-Baladhri narrates. Al-Baladhri is a Sunni historian. He says that when Safiya came to Medina, the wife of the Ansar came to see her, greet her, you know, welcome her to Medina. Amongst the women who went to see her was Aisha. When Aisha saw her, she was not happy. <laughs> that jealousy, right? So the Prophet tells her, كَيْفَ رَأَيْتِهَا يَا Aisha? Aisha tell me, what do you think of Safiya? رَأَيْتُهَا يَهُودِيَّةً بِنْتَ يَهُودِيَّيْنَ <laughs> She is a Jewish, the daughter of two Jews. 
فقال لها النبي صلى الله عليه وآله لا تقولين هذا فإنه قد حسن إسلامها Don't say this She's a decent Muslim She's a true Muslim Now I'm not gonna judge here but you tell me Salamu alaykum The implied meaning by saying she's a true Muslim In another hadith um, Baladhri also narrates that Aisha uh, you know, one day also called her names and uh, she went to the Prophet, she was crying and the Prophet would tell her, tell Aisha that, you know, Harun is my grandfather, my uncle is Musa. So I'm, I'm the one, if anybody needs to boast here, I am the one to be boasting, not you. So we find, unfortunately, this tension between the Prophet's wives giving her a hard time. But what's beautiful is that the Prophet was supportive of Safiya, even though she was the daughter of his enemy. She came from a Jewish tribe, but because the Prophet saw her goodness, he loved her, he respected her, and he would defend her. Uh, another example of how the Prophet's wives would give her a hard time, some sources indicate that when the Prophet was passing away, he was ill on his deathbed, the wives of the Prophet gathered around him in one gathering, they surrounded him. Safiya said the following, she said, Inni wallahi ya Nabi Allah, anna She says, O Messenger of Allah, I see you dying on your deathbed now, you're ill. I wish I was dying, not you. I wish I, wish I was ill in your place. See the love and the empathy that she has for the Prophet? The other wives of the Prophet, those who were jealous, they gave her the look. That's the meaning of the hadith, they gave her a bad look. In other words, they were trying to tell her, don't say that, you don't mean it. Why are you giving a status to yourself and acting like you really love the Prophet so much, when she really meant it genuinely. So they gave her that look, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam became upset, he told them Madhmadhna, what does Madhmadhna mean? You know what Madhmadha means? The Prophet says to his wives, those who gave her that look, yes, the gargling, the Prophet says go wash your mouth. Those uh, wives were puzzled, they said from what? What did we do? The Prophet says, you did ghiba and backbiting right now when you gave that look. They didn't say anything, they didn't do anything. Safiya said, I wish I was dying in your place. They made fun of her by looking at each other and giving her that look. The Prophet says, go wash your mouths because it's as if you said ghiba. It's you violating the dignity of a, of a woman. So this is Ibn Hajar. Uh, Al-Asqalani, he mentions this hadith. And then the Prophet says, Wallah innaha la sadiqa. She's truthful when she said that. So why are you making fun of her? When she said, I wish I was dying in the place of the Prophet, she really meant it. So we see them, you know, giving um, Safiya a hard time. Now because Safiya was going through this harassment, verbal harassment, one hadith indicates she was concerned about her fate. So one day she told him, Ya Rasulullah, I'm not like one of your other wives. Your other wives, they have family. They have parents, cousins, 
a full tribe to protect them after you. I have no one. If God forbid you pass away, who's going to take care of me? I don't have a father, I don't have a brother, I don't have anyone to protect me. And we already have seen the tension <laughs> between the Prophet's other wives and, and Safiya. So, فَإِنْ حَدَثَ بِكَ حَدَثٌ If God forbid something happens to you, فَإِلَى مَنْ What's my fate? Who's going to take care of me? فَقَالَ لَهَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَالَهِ The Prophet he pointed to a man and he told her, that man will be your guardian and protector. She looked, she saw Ali ibn Abi Talib Ali ibn Abi Talib will take care of you. So if you ask me who's going to be your guardian after me, it's my cousin Ali ibn Abi Talib So according to many narrations, she was a decent, righteous companion of the Prophet. A Shaykh Al-Tusi mentions this in one of his books. He says amongst the Sahabiyat, the female companions of the Prophet who were righteous, who were committed to the Prophet, who was decent and had faith, was Safiya. Yes, Maria, Maria's faith was at a higher level. Um Salama, for instance, Lady Khadija salam. Yes, it seems their rank was higher, but Safiya was not in the other group. She was amongst the righteous ones. One interesting aspect after the Prophet is that Umar ibn al-Khattab during his caliphate, he would give a yearly salary to the wives of the Prophet, right? So he would give all the Prophet's wives 10,000 uh, dirhams, except four wives. He would give them a different figure. Aisha and Hafsa, how much would he give them? 12,000, so 2,000 more. On what basis? Why are you giving Aisha and Hafsa more? You have to try treat the Prophet's wives equally because he would give them equally. So why are you giving them differently? But you know, privilege. And two other wives, Juwayriya and Safiya, he would give them only six, almost half. Because they would claim that, yeah, you guys are slaves. You know, you came through slavery, you're slaves or whatever it is. So I'm going to give you less. But this was a violation of the Sunnah of the Prophet. He loved Safiya. He respected Juwayriya and the Prophet would give them just like he would give other wives. So on what basis is Umar discriminating here? You know, as Zuhari narrates this hadith, so this is unfortunately uh, quite tragic that he would do that. According to the majority of historians, Safiya passed away in the city of Medina in the year of 50 after the Hijrah, so year 50 AH is the year that she passed away, so about 39 years after the Prophet There are some historians who've said 36, year 36, but most historians have said that she died in the year 50 and she was buried in the Baqir.